Um, are we all okay? <laughs> Dope. So we'll open the floor for you guys to ask questions. Like, please utilize this time. I always wish that when I was in training or trying to get into the dance industry, I had someone to just ask questions to. And that's the whole reason I started the podcast is because I was like, wow, I'm actually in a position where I can answer questions or I know anyone and everyone that pretty much can. So I wanted to utilize it. And that's the whole point of the training program. That's how this started is from the podcast about building bridges between like people who have experienced what we want to experience or are doing it and us, so it's more than just like learning dance steps, because we can go to base and learn dance steps. Mm -hmm. I want you to learn about the mental life or like how to maybe put the business side of it on, how to self-love yourself, self-care, like all the other things that isn't just about like, this is my one and a two. Does that make sense? So utilize this time, because you know, it's really difficult to get these opportunities in other places where you get to ask someone like Michael information and questions. So whenever you ask a question, I'll repeat it so it can be heard on the mic because you might not hear it. Hear it. Um, yeah, go. If you have questions, fire away. Hi. I'm really friendly, I promise. Hi. Um, for someone that's now going to be graduating, mm -hmm. do you have any advice on who to train with or where to go post-grad to keep learning and learning new things yeah. in between auditions? Oh, you. <laughs> uh, advice for a uh, per graduate on what to do next, where to train, who to train with, what they should do. Um, I guess it depends where you, my first thing is like spread your wings wide. So still do like a random contemporary class or a ballet class. I'm terrible for that. I wish I did it more. I think it would be essential. I would love it. I don't know what your um, kind of like, not that you have to have a lane, but I don't know where you sit most comfortable in. But I think, in general, spread your wings wide. Keep trying different things. They will all allow you to grow. I guess in a personal, like, on a personal level of like, naming people, if you were to go to base or something like that, um, I think great teachers, I mean, it's so cliche that we always say John and Marco, but <laughs> John and Marco are great teachers. Um, like, Chamber Twins are great commercial teachers if you want to take, like, a, like, prep you for industry, because they're quite, not, sorry, guys, I love you. They're quite brutal in like that they will be like they'll kind of run it not like a rehearsal but they'll be very like on you which is also amazing training um i'm trying to think of more people like get to house classes get to popping classes get to locking classes get to like random vogue workshops and all of those things i guess um specific people would have to like i could sit down with you afterwards and be like these are really great people like you jimmy williams or mm -hmm. you know you sean amy who's like a popping teacher, but I think the more you spread your wings wide and the more you keep trying to do other things and find what sits best for you is like the best advice coming out of college. Especially because the industry's changed so much over the past like, couple of years. Mm. Like I feel like when we were, well, especially when I finished college, like you kind of did one thing. It was like jazz funk was all you needed to know to book jobs as a commercial dancer. Whereas now it's not that at all. Like we've just done like rehearsals for a film which has multiple styles of hip hop in it. Mm -hmm. But it's a MT-esque film. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like you have to have more understanding of different styles now than ever for yeah. it to carry across. Versatility is really important nowadays. I think it really pays off. That's my answer. Mm -hmm. Here's Mike. Got to turn it on. I really, I was really proud of my answer as well. <laughs> you should be able to pick up another one. Okay. Let's react that. <laughs> <laughs>
take two. I'll just be like, uh, maybe go to this person's class. Uh, um, cool. Any questions? Go, go, go. But we can do that after. Yeah, that's an ever. Sorry, you are. So, kind of like how to. Like how, oh, how to balance your mindset on like being, like critiquing yourself and being harsh on yourself, but also being positive to yourself so you progress, I guess. That's such a great question because that is an ever growing conversation between you and. You. Yeah, yeah between <laughs> you and life. Like you. I think sometimes you'll find a place, I'll get back to the question in a second, but sometimes you'll find a place where you're in like, this is perfect, I figured it out, and then something will happen and it will change, like it's very ebbs and flows, for me anyway personally. But I think the main thing is like keeping yourself healthy outside of dance, um, like doing things you love, like uh, finding moments where you can detach from dancing, so then when you come back to it, and if you are kind of, not harsh to yourself, but if you are um, kind of critical, critical of yourself, knowing that you have kind of self-love in the first place, it doesn't, you don't take it as personally, does that make sense? Like you feel good about yourself and then you know it's just like progress and you have to work on it. But I, maybe that's a really weird way of going around it, but it's a hard balance to maintain. I would say you have to critique yourself to improve, right? Like we're all aware of that, but it's like, it is just critique and then you can take it how you want to take it internally and it's always, as long as you're always pushing forward and you don't let it push you backwards, then I think you're in the right place. Make sense? Yeah. Sort of? Pro probably my worst answer out of the two. <laughs> uh, but I think, um, think self-love outside of dance, feeling good about yourself, critique, moving you forward, not backwards. Make sense? And Michael's actually one of the harshest people on himself. I'm terrible. Like he's so harsh. Like you see, we'll be in rehearsals. He might, he'll still roast it, and he'll come off, and I'll be like, "Good job, bro." And he'll be like, "I didn't do that one very good." And he's like, head down. Like I'm, you are the worst I'm, for it. So that's why me answering this question is kind of con my whole life. I've been um, like I played sport a lot when I was a kid. I could have scored two goals and had the game of my life. Would come off and be like, oh, "It's terrible." It's like the worst game I've ever played. My dad would be like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's something that I personally have to work on. The way I work on it is to just accept that if, as long as I'm content within myself, then you know, I can kind of get over those things and keep moving forward. Um, I did, to talk about my life even more, um, I did a battle yesterday and I did nine rounds in the end. So I, I lost in the final. Not bitter, not bitter at all. Very bitter. Um, uh, I did nine rounds. I liked maybe one of them or two of them out of the nine. Like, it's a personal thing. And if I say that to anyone else, they're always like, you're crazy. But the reason I keep working and keep training is because I want the other seven rounds to be as good as the two that I liked. Make sense? So as long as it's healthy and you're not going into a hole, it, it keeps you moving forward. Good question. Great question. What are your ways of finding self-love and winding down? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm quite a nature boy um, by heart. Like, I'm very outdoorsy. Uh, I could give you a plethora of things I love, but like, um, 
I go paddleboarding a lot, or I like go for long walks in the woods, and you know, all of those things. Like I go camping a lot, or I go on random little trips with my partner. Also, my partner's incredible, so she's very good at like chill the fuck out. She's very good at like you need to calm down now. Um, so that helps. But yeah, my kind of things that make me happier, like you know, your usual social friends and everything else, but like nature kind of brings me back to my kind of not roots, but brings me back to like being aligned, I guess, in a, if I was to go more spiritual with it. Yeah. How's that? Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just checking my answers right there. Uh, yeah, I advise, like, I think we don't get outdoors enough. I just think, like, as human beings now, screen time and everything else, you know, it's, we're all aware of it. Um, there's so much to learn from nature. There's so much, like, so much to learn. It is everything we've learned to get here is from there, you know? All the stuff that we've messed up is because we greed, ego, everything else. Like all the beautiful things, nature does it, you know? Um, So advice, all seasons of the year, get yourself outdoors, have a great time. Question? so good <laughs> no, um, how do you make everything look I guess effortless and you create lots of time within the, the music as you dance how do you do that a lot of training uh, I guess the best way to put it is like I dance for thousands of hours so I kind of I remember taking Jimmy's class once Jimmy came to take uh, teach at my school and he was like, he said something that stuck with me forever. He was like, the best dancers in the world have the most control of their body. And I was like, okay. He was like, and he repeated it. He was like, just so you know, the people who are the best at dancing in the world have the most control of their body. So I have repeated a language over and over and over again, and then added extra words, added extra words, maybe lost some words. I've repeated this language so much that I think I have a lot of control of where I place it now. I lose it sometimes, but I feel like I can really like, like, I feel like I can play comfortably because I've just like, my body responds quite quickly. Does that make, does that make any sense? Yeah. So I've just repeated, repetition is my, and like repetition and challenge, repetition and challenge, repetition and challenge, and then just like adding stuff. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. I don't know why I'm looking at you, I was like, is that, are we okay with that? Yeah, <laughs> you approve? That's my answer, that's my answer, yeah. So I would advise, Jim, oh no, Jimmy, who knew he was gonna be sensei? Um, he also said, uh, 10% of what you learn is in class, 90% of what you learn is outside of class. 10%, you learn the steps, you learn your foundations. 90%, you dance in your room, you dance in a park, you dance with your friends, you dance in a club you um, try combos in your lounge, you, you know, like, they're the hours that make the difference between someone who's a good dancer and someone who's like a master of their craft, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is weird, but I've showed, like, when we're in class, like, I show loads of you videos of him freestyling in his kitchen. 
because we're like looking at like textures or qualities and I'm like like look at <laughs> you posted it bro I didn't yeah, film you yeah, um, <laughs> you allowed the world don't say like I'm weird um, <laughs> uh, but like that is genuinely like he goes away and trains and he trains at home like probably every day at the moment not as much as I'd like but yeah definitely I have periods of like I can't leave the day without training for a bit yeah and that's why because we do go, oh, we're in the studio, we're training. But there you're only training what you've been told to do, mm. not maybe what you choose to do. Mm. So then when you go away, you can play and you can be like, what choices do I want to make for my body? As opposed to what choices the teacher has advised you to make. Because that's when you learn your preferences and your movement and you figure out your style as opposed to always being given direction. Because then you're just like wearing other people's clothes as opposed to wearing what you want to wear, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, what he says. Yeah. Maybe the last question. Me as a dancer, I've been working hard on textures and control, but I find that when I try to make bigger, I lose the control and quality. And is it just for the repetition? How to not lose control when trying to dance bigger, even though we're still working on textures and qualities? Um, me too. <laughs> I do it as well. Uh, I guess it's trying to... Uh, this has been quite recent to my life, but like, um, if I think I'm here, I'll try and be like... You can't see it, maybe you can't see it, but I'll try and be like a tiny bit further. Or like, if I think I'm there, I'll try and be there. Does that make sense? Without losing alignment. So I'm not great at that yet. I'm working on that. That's like a very much a new thing to me of like trying to hit the extremities. I found it a lot yesterday in the battle of like the moment I got too big, I would lose all the like the sauce and the stuff that I loved. Um, but if you think you are here, you can be here. Like you, if you think your knee's here, tuck it up even higher. Like every time you do it, just try and increase it slightly further and, and know that you will make it. And if you don't make it, you try next time, repetition. You know, it's the same thing of like, someone tries to jump out, like up to a certain height, they're not gonna make it the first time, they repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, like, if you think you can't get here, you repeat, you repeat, you repeat until this becomes fine within the texture, within the dynamic. Um, but, very challenging. You look like you've got, you look comfortable there. You, um, it was a good, good start, <laughs> really good start. Um, what, what do you think? I think you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Approved. Yeah, I just think you can always go a little bit further than you think. Yeah. The floor is yours. Sorry, Tals. Oh, sorry. Um, so, when we were doing the routine, you said that if you see someone that's doing a bit better than you're doing in a certain section, you go like stand with them. <laughs> yeah. How do you not go like from Comparing yourself in negative ways, but turning it into a positive. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I should just go and sit by people when they've got a question. Um, in the routine, you said if someone is doing something really, really well and you like how they do it, to maybe go and stand by them so you can pick up those skills. How do you make that a positive experience and not turn it into a comparing yourself negative experience? You be kind to yourself. You just like, you have to put on the love part of your brain that goes, I love this, I want to do it better, instead of why am I doing it as well as them? 
Um, we used to do it loads in class, like mm. in John and Marcos, especially in pineapple. Mm. I, I mean, Kane's been roasting me for fucking, for years. I used to stand by Kane and be like, how can I keep up with the dude? Like that was like, I used to do like standing in between you, John and Marco, like just try and put myself in between it and just be like, I'm gonna keep up with these guys or I'm gonna try. I failed a lot, um, but over time, like I remember Marco coming up to me after class once and be like, what, like where have you come from? I was just like, I've been copying you. Like I've mm. been, <laughs> I've just been like, I've been off your shoulder for like three years. Like, um, uh, so I think as long as you do it in a, as long as you have the drive that you want to get better and not that you're like, it's not a comparison, it's an appreciation, you know? Um, I think that's the best way to do it. There's a dope book called Steal Like an Artist. Um, I recommend you all read it or even listen to it as an audio book. That's what I do because I don't like reading. Um, and it's so good and it talks about how nothing is original. That we, we create nothing. We always steal from someone and something. And us being able to steal little bits of ingredients from everyone and everything that we like is what creates our DNA and what makes us great. So we become our own. So like you go and you go, don't make it a, a experience of, oh, this person's better than me. Why am I that good? You're gonna go, I'm gonna take a bit of their superpower. Mm. Like, I want a part of their superpower. I want a part of this superpower. Yeah. So like at the moment for me, I'm really trying to work on popping because I suck and I look like I'm having like little panic attacks. And I like, <laughs> so I literally like go on Instagram and I stalk like Harry, Harry Barnes. Yeah. And I'd be like, why is he so great? Like what about him when he does it, do I admire? Not just, that's dope, I want to be like that. Then you have to, when you're stealing from them or you're copying them or you're making an experience, you have to figure out why you like it, how you can apply it to you, and then it will become positive because it becomes a, a working on you experiment or experience and not a, I can't do that experience. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Um, they say, uh, they say, <laughs> they are, they say, um, that the five people you surround yourself in life, like the five people that you spend the most time with in life, um, or like you're in a circle, have a huge effect on how you grow and who you are as a human being. And I think we never think about who those five people are. Well, I never like specifically consider who my five people are. And then the moment you do, you're like, oh, okay, maybe that's not that healthy for me, or maybe I don't like that trait, or maybe this is fucking amazing and I need to hold on to that person. The same thing can happen in darts. When I was in college, there was like two or three people that like, Reese on a match, like I can name them, and they made me grow so much because I, I stole, like, you know, I, I stole and I grew with them. You know, they stole from me, it's just how it worked. Um, so think about the people that you're growing with and, and like keep them close and, you know, like use those people and be aware of who they are, I think, you know? Scarlett and Grace, the first time they ever did the program, they didn't stand next to each other and it was actually the month you were here, I think. And it was their first time, and I said to them, you're both so good, but you both need each other's superpowers. Like, I remember this. I was like, you need, a, you need to always stand by each other, because you both need what each other has. Class, you would lose. And they've done it since, and it shows, because you've, like, that has worked for you guys. Like, mm. you've taken her cleanliness, and you've taken her attack <laughs> and dynamic, and that's made them both grow. Yeah, you, I mean, it was and that was literally like a, just over a year ago now. Yeah. And they'd literally every month next to each other and it, it works, it really works. That's great. Go. Rostafer. Hang on. When you're on a job, yes. do you find time to train like within the tour? Do you find time to train or do you have like a 
when you're on a job, do you find time to train? I find too much time to train. I do that more than I do the job. <laughs> to my detriment, a lot of the time, to get told off a lot. Uh, depends on the gig, for sure. But I, would, I, like, I have to, for my mental health, I have to train. And not train like I have to train. Like I have to dance how I want to dance for my own stimulation, like my own mental health. So I have to find, even if I'm like, even if it's once a week or something, I will find moments in my hotel room or I've got, that, I've got far too many freestyle videos from hotel rooms, which I've like, as soon, so as soon as I get into a hotel room on a job, I will move everything in the room so I have a dance floor. <laughs> I, it's like, it's my first, before I even put my suitcase anywhere, like it's the first thing I do. Um, so yeah, I definitely try to find time. Hotel rooms is the way to do it though. I always do that. If I'm in a hotel room, I drink a bottle of wine, turn all the lights off and, <laughs> <laughs> and dance to myself. Because I always feel like I don't care if I annoy the neighbors because I ain't seen them again. <laughs> Just, dance Just Yeah, like 2 a.m. jamming. Yeah, it's nice. I, like I don't advise the bottle of wine, but it really helps me. <laughs> nice. I can't wait to like knock on your door one time. We're like, hey, oh my god, and you were just in your boxes. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Me and Seb. Oh, anyway, that's not good. Um, yes, find time on the jobs because also when you're on jobs right now on Wicked, the people in the room, like, steal like an artist. I want to steal so much shit from so many people because they're. Like unreal, inspiring. It's like, like the Avengers. Yeah, it is. and I get to like I sessioned with Harry uh, on Thursday for like three hours or something. Harry's mind blowing. Like, and just watching. And then I did the battle. He did. He was in a different battle, but I did the battle with him yesterday. And I wouldn't have done as well if I didn't session with Harry for three hours because watching him and how calm, how com composed he was. Like he just goes, like he just. Mm. But you are fixated on the guy, but without dancing, without stealing that, without spending those times on the jobs with those people, there's no way I would have like um, felt as good as I did yesterday. I feel like, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but like culturally within dance, what happens is depending what genre of dance you want to go down or what kind of dancer you are, you kind of limit yourself with your training. Because like, as say you want to be a commercial dancer and you just do choreo classes, you're, we train ourselves by just going and doing choreo and then we learn steps and then we, we execute it and it kind of finishes there. Or if you want to do like MT or whatever, like most of the time we're in a classroom where someone is giving us instruction. Whereas when it comes to like, what I've noticed is like freestylers, whether it be breaking, popping, anything, they, call, they have sessions and they share and they make like a cipher and it's not to be like, look how dope I am. It's just to train around each other and be inspired by each other. But as commercial dancers, or in establishments like this, like where we train every day and take lessons, we don't very often do the sharing part. Mm. We just take, 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 and then go show, show, show. But we never like, let's just play for a bit. Let's have fun, let's share. And within dance, like if you go and, for me personally, like I can take, 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 and show, 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 because that's what I did for most of my life. But then as soon as I'm around like freestylers, 
So like when we were on the job and I'm with like all the breakers, they'll all go in and they'll dance and they'll fall over and they'll look like idiots and they'll crash and they'll laugh at each other and they'll be like, now try it like this. And I was terrified to even go in because I'm so afraid of going wrong or I'm so afraid of looking stupid or not getting it right because we condition ourselves to take an information and then execute it perfectly. So we remove the part where you get to learn and explore, and it's kind of what you were saying today, like embrace where we, where we were at. Like, was it perfect? Fuck no. But just have fun and enjoy it. That's the sharing part. And we don't allow ourselves to do that most of the time, I think. And as soon as I was around those, like the freestylers and whatever genre dance they were, I was like, yo, sometimes they go in their whack and sometimes they go in their dope. But no one judges or no one cares because they're all after the same thing. They're all trying to share. Yeah. It's a team effort. Whereas culturally, as a commercial dancer, we kind of don't do that. Mm, 100%. You know what I mean? It becomes a competition. It becomes like a, I must get it right because I've learned the steps and the, the person who gets the best books the job. Yeah, and there's like a judgment, there's like a weird judgment of like if someone's going, someone bangs choreo and like if you're in the side of class just like going through some stuff, well maybe not in class, but like if you've got a 20 minute break and someone's like really going in, it's like a weird judgment of like, why is that person doing it? Whereas in a freestyle world, it's very much encouraged. Like dance whenever you want to dance, you know? Uh, you will never regret dancing. Like you will never turn around and go, oh man, I wish I didn't dance, unless you really fuck yourself up. But like you will never ever regret dancing. So why not do it and then grow, mm. yeah. Share. Sorry. Share. Yeah, no. I think sharing is a huge thing, and that doesn't mean share as an Instagram post. It means share with each other, <laughs> like. But share as an Instagram. Get your followers as well, guys. <laughs> 2022. New currency. <laughs> Question is, Jacob. Oh, if you can click your fingers and change one thing in the dance industry, what would it be? Bum, bum, bum. I'm rich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. Uh, shit. Oh God, you've really stumped me. Um, I guess that dancers would be seen as true artists instead of just background artists. I guess that people would appreciate the form of the hours put in, the form, the everything that goes into it a bit more. And we wouldn't be the last on the call sheet. We wouldn't be the last in the canteen. We wouldn't be the, you know, the ones that don't get the cab at the end of the day. Um, I guess like the things that every actor, musician and everything else, you know, they all receive. I think it would be a nice feeling <laughs> to have those things. And it would take a lot of the stress off. And not even like financial stress, but like mental stress. Yeah, emotional. Yeah, emotional stress. Because there's so much emotional stress that comes with each job. Um, not so much, depends on the job, but like there's always some extra bullshit which doesn't need to be there. Um, I guess that. But then I'm, said, I'm saying that, what am I doing about it, you know? So, you know, it's part, I have to put a mirror to myself and be like, if I was to, you know, I need to then put my right foot forward and stand up and speak up and, and uh, be active within that happening, yeah. So support Dancers Network, because that's what they do for us. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah, um, that's my... I got a question. Good question. 
If you could have one free day where money isn't needed, yeah. you can do anything you want and the day is completely free to do whatever you desire, what would it be? You want to go on a date? <laughs> <laughs> that costs money. Uh, <laughs> wait, I can... No, no, you, money's not a problem. Yeah, you, you don't need to worry about it. It's covered, whatever you want. I don't think, I'd, I don't think it would be a money, money thing. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be, but what would you do? Uh, I'd probably just go, like, adventure day with Colette. I'd go, like, fucking wakeboarding and shit. Go jet skiing and, like, you know, just, like, have a crazy adventure day and then go to some ridiculous fancy meal, probably do some charitable work. Um, I, I don't know, I don't, that's a really good question. I wouldn't fly anywhere because I've only got one day. Uh, mm, so I probably it. wouldn't do anything different to what I already do. I'd just go to the woods and have a great day. That's the truth of it. That's the answer I was hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> or I would love to jet ski. <laughs> if that's an option. <laughs> great, thanks guys. Tells? No, it's good. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to like mini you. What would you One piece of advice to mini you, what would it be, Michael? Let it go. Calm down, let it go. Breathe. Um, it's not that deep. <laughs> uh, oh, it's so cliche to say this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Uh, I've given you loads. They're all in the world, the same world. And also like, again, cliche to say, you are enough. What you are right now, where you are, is enough. You don't need to be any more than what you're striving to achieve. You're in the right path. Calm the fuck down. Like, you are it. Trust that. That would be what I'd say. And I'd say that to all of you as well. So, that should be on repeat for everyone. Any more? Are we okay? Alrighty. Thank you very much, my friend. Thanks. Thank you for sharing with us. Love ya. Um,